You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app, here's your host, Big NBA, NFL, March Madness, BCS, it's Off Topic Sports, that's in effect. It's game time. That's right, you can't hide. In fact, check who's fake and who's prime time. It's game time. Donnie, Big, Less, and JB. Talking touchdowns, home runs, and deep three. Over and under with JT. The topic is off, different than most. You can call in, listen, or drop a post. It's Big Woo, and here's your host. On time, hitting with force. Without further ado, it's Woo and his crew. As we welcome you to Off Topic Sports. 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 It's game time. Yo, what's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports, so Big Woo Radio. We appreciate you listening live at BigWooRadio.com. And everybody's downloaded the Big Woo Radio app in your Google Play Store and all our folks are searching Saturday Podcast app on your iPhone. We definitely appreciate that as well. Please continue to follow us on all of our social media outlets at Big Woo Radio on everything. Like Big Les said, it's game time, man. Let's bring in the fellas without further ado. Got James JT Thompson in the building. What's going on, JT? I'm good, man. Like I said, a very young, you know, we here on Big Blue Radio and we off topic, man. So that that's what makes it all the more better, man. It's complete. Um, this particular Sunday. Yeah, I did say more better. More better. That's a term used back in the day. More better. Uh, we could use it now, JT. It's all good. Ain't no big deal. Uh, Pastor Fight is on on the mic as well. What's going on, Pastor Fight? How you doing, brother? Yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo. <laughs> Giants won. Field goal by three. Oh, my goodness gracious. I know, right? I'm not with that. Every t- every time I pick Washington, I don't, and 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 I don't know if y'all seen where I, when I when I text my pick that I put Washington and beside it I put. Ew. I, yeah. Ew. I ain't even want to do it like I that. I thought you was I thought you were saying ooh to JT's pick of Washington. Like, ooh, I guess <laughs> why do you do that? But oh, that, that then just I left realized it. all your other picks was there. So, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, always uh, bet on blue, baby. Man. <sighs> you know, I, I gotta try to catch up somehow, so I had to go against I had to go against your Giants because I know you had to pick them. So uh, I'm had whatever. Anyway, let me bring in my man, yeah. Adonis Donnie Martin, in the building. What's going on, Donnie? Nothing much, gentlemen. Enjoying this good afternoon, full of football, ready to talk sports with you fellas. Absolutely, absolutely glad you could join us, man. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk some sports, man. But we has we had a deep conversation going on between the fellas here. Also, uh, we might have to get into a little politics a little bit later on in the show um to uh just air out some of those things you know what i'm talking about just some things we probably need to get off our chest and, and talk about but um we might get into that a little bit later on if uh, uh, yeah, come. uh hold on hold on i think uh i think what i'm gonna do fellas y'all might have to call me back because i didn't do something i was supposed to do so if you get disconnected please call back because i, I need to actually go over to um the other, uh, my other Wi-Fi, the uh, hotspot. We don't have phone issues throughout the show. So if you get disconnected, call back. 
if you can hear me right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so uh, the Panthers. We're going to talk about the Panthers as well. Uh, if y'all want to get in, 704-489-3316 or 704-489-3316. And I think I dis- yeah, I disconnected the, the fellas. I think that they'll get back in here in, uh, in a few minutes, in a few seconds probably. It ain't going to take that long. Um, like I said, we was talking about some uh, grown-up stuff, some uh, uh, politics with the fellas through text message. We got a group text that we do. And uh, here's everybody coming back in. Attempt uh, to reconnect. Uh, I think we got Donnie back. Yo. Uh, JT's back. Donnie, you back? I did. Yep. I never lost. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Pa- uh, pacify. What's up, Donnie? What's going on with you, brother? How you doing, JT? Donnie, I believe I did pick your jet tomorrow night. I'm, I'm trying to catch up, man. I'm so far behind, man. I think you so made far, a good uh, pick, man. Sam's struggling right now, and my yeah, boy's thirsty. Struggling. We're not going to go... Uh, they, we're not gonna lose every game, so why not this one? And why right. not the Patriots? them for years of, uh, of abuse. So I think I think we right to beat them boys this week. I I think so too, Donnie. To be actually honest with you, but uh, I didn't pick them. But I think you, I think y'all do have a shot. <laughs> <That's a smart laughs> move. <laughs> I think you on both. Smart move not to pick them, but I just think uh, out of all the weeks, this may be the one. Catch yep. Cam Newton watered down. The Patriots are on a losing streak and not playing that well right now themselves. And um, yeah, we hate them anyway. So why not them? Yeah, I went I out on the limb. Because Cam is struggling. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Cam is struggling. Brady is thriving. It's just ugh, all is wrong with the world right now. Uh, except for the fact that uh, Biden won the election and uh, Donald Trump is uh, crying like a little biatch. <laughs> I, I it's rigged. Y'all stole the election. Y'all stole. And as I go play golf every day since, uh, this fool is a he a trip. I just don't know how you get on national TV and you can just get up there and just lie and, and look with a straight face and continue to lie. Like all is well <laughs> in the world, and it's all about your train of thought. Nothing else is it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just he don't he don't have no qualms about lying at all. Pastor Fight, did you get back in on here with us? Yes, I'm back. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, yeah, he he has no qualms about lying uh, through his teeth. He just he does it with no remorse. And then, but the but the truth comes out. See, when you try to go take this these lies to court, you know these judges they ain't buying it. They don't care if you appointed them or not. They ain't buying this bull that you trying to feed down everybody's throat. They kicking this stuff out of court. Now get that out of here. You know what I mean? They 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 can't be mutumbo all that stuff. Get that out of here. Don't bring that in my house. Man. <laughs> <laughs> get that out of here. All them lies you telling them to the public. But it, the truth got to come out sooner or later, man. But um, yeah, let's let's get in. I I, I really do want to. I hope Big Les come through and JB come through because I I really like to talk to them dudes as well uh, about you know the election politics and going forward and, and and all just all kinds of stuff. And we may have to save it for another day if they don't come through. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but the Carolina Panthers, man, I do want to talk about the Carolina Panthers, and then I'm gonna give you some scores and updates as well. What's going on around the league, but. Uh, start with you, Donnie. The Carolina Panthers, man, looked uh, looked good today against a great team in the Kansas City Chiefs. 
and uh, but losing by two points and just just not getting close enough in that field goal range in that last drive. I think a couple mistakes was made in that on that last drive, um, but. They did push the ball down the field against the Kansas City Chiefs t- defense. They ran the ball good. Christian McCaffrey is back. Um, how do you feel about the, the Panthers now? You know, we're halfway through. I know we talked about them earlier, and it was just too early to call. Uh, but but how do you feel? Uh, are, are you confident in, the, in this Panthers team? You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do the rest of the year. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs or, uh, in this tough division that they're playing in with Tampa Bay and the Saints and Atlanta. I think Atlanta picked up a win today as well. Um, do you, Are you confident in this Panthers team and, and, and you know, this first-year coach, uh, Matt Rule, and going forward? Uh, are you pretty confident in, in what they can be in the future? I actually am. Pleasantly and um, surprisingly, I am. Going into this season – um, I think I'm with a lot of people. You just didn't know what to expect out of the Carolina Panthers. But I think by all accounts, most predictions did not have them winning any more than three to four games this year. Yeah. So to already be on a three-game winning streak, and I know we struggled over the last few weeks, but even over the last few weeks in the losses, it hasn't been horrible play. The guys go out there and they fight hard for coach. Um, you've been without your best offensive player up until this week. Um you got to, you know, you had some, some, you know, offensive line been pieced together a little bit. So I'm the Carolina Panthers. Um, I am concerned about the defense. The defense doesn't seem to be showing me much of anything. Although I will say they did play well today through three quarters, considering that was the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. who uh, blow people out by the first quarter. I mean, I was definitely very impressed with the defense. But as soon as we lost that lead, is when I got concerned. I, I, uh, I, th- I felt the defense played with a lot of confidence because they were doing so well. But once they gave up that lead in the third quarter, after that point, they started giving up, you know, both of the scores. And which is hard to hold Kansas City down the whole game in in Carolina Panthers' defense. But moving forward, I like what I see. Um, I think you've got two solid running backs on the offense. You know, obviously you got Christian McCaffrey, and then I think if you can keep Mike Davis somehow – um, that's a that's a great one-two punch in the backfield. Terry, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be, if nothing else, he's going to be steady and consistent for you. Might not be flashy, um, and obviously, as he gets more comfortable with the system and the players around him, he'll cut down on the turnovers and be even more sharper. And um, the the two wide receivers, Samuel, I like Robbie Anderson, obviously, um, who's the former Jet, and and Samuel. Those guys are looking pretty good. If I'm not mistaken, the Panthers have two wide receivers last I looked in the top ten. So, um, mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, moving forward, I see a lot that to get excited for in Carolina. Like I said, we do have to shore up the defense. They spent all picks last year on the defense, so you give them guys a chance to grow. And I like what I, and with Matt Rule, I think I feel like the guys are behind him. I'm excited as to what can be in the Carolina Panthers during this four-year Teddy Bridgewater run. Yeah, I'm looking for them to get uh, some pretty good draft picks and uh, and, and just continue to add to to that squad. Pass the fight. Um, uh, let's move on to uh, uh, the Giants. Uh, pass the fight. The Giants are. Um, Got another win. Uh, let it let alone is Washington, the Washington. Who are they? Washington football team or whatever. But how confident are you and your your squad going forward? And do you think they need to make some changes? I mean, you got a you got the number one pick uh, in the running back, and he just don't seem to be 
available to you from year to year. I, I, I don't I don't know uh, how you feel about that going forward. A, a running back that's constantly you know missing games for you. Should they move on and and pick uh, make another running back pick in in the draft coming up? Uh, well, first of all, I am very confident in my New York Giants due to the fact that we're in the NFC East. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing in the worst division in the NFL. If we can muster up, if we can muster up six wins, I think I think we'll be good for a playoff run. If we, if after, I feel that today, bro. I feel somebody's winning that division is six and ten. <laughs> Sad. Weird, bro. Y'all are not out of it by a long shot. Yeah. And as long as as long as everybody split the season, if we can win some some games outside of this conference, then we'll be all right. I mean, I don't think there's no team that has blown us out in the conference. I mean, we lost to the Eagles, but that was a field goal. We lost to the Cowboys, that was a field goal. So I mean, and to beat the Redskins twice, you know, now we now we at the point where hold on, my daughter, my daughter is uh, making. Man. Uh, but but I, as, as return to Saquon Barkley, I think that what we gotta what we gotta realize is you know I don't wanna I don't wanna throw in the towel on him too early. Um, obviously, right now, if if he can play, I say let him play. The only problem is we don't get any value for him right. at this point. With him being hurt, once he comes back from injury, no team is gonna take a chance and give us anything of any value for him. So if we let him go for little or nothing and then he goes and becomes the MVP running back, then we mm-hmm. lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got to give him a chance to be able to earn his keep. And then, you know, in the final two years of his contract, when he's going to make the bulk of his money uh, from the deal, then we can see if we can either restructure that deal or trade him to let somebody else pay that money and we get more value because he's proven that he is not the injured guy that he was. So we got to play it smart. And Saquon can either be the future of the team or he can be good bait to help us rebuild for a better team with some veterans and maybe some things that we need on the defensive end. I'm not familiar with his injury. Is his injury like a reoccurring injury or is this something different than last year? Honestly, I don't know. I'm just going to be honest with you. I remember him getting hurt last year near the middle of the (laughs) end of the season. And then he got hurt this year. And I don't, I don't particularly know uh, what keeps him off the field. I just know that I don't need to focus on him because we need to focus on the guys we got because we got right. some more games. We, and I, I think – I really think it's – yeah, I really think it's a matter of, you know what, you know, let's not put him out there if we're not going to do anything. You know what I'm saying? It's like let's not just run him around and, and be – Injury this time. You know, his, he blew out his um, – Whatever knee knee ligament part, <laughs> but yeah, he yeah, got this, torn ACL this time. I just oh, looked okay. it up. He got a torn ACL. Yeah, so, yeah, that season ending for sure. Um, yeah, and so I mean, but even if even if it wasn't, because I feel like um, Saquon, when healthy, is one of the best running backs in the league, and you sure, don't want to give sure. up on him too early. Obviously, just like a, uh, I feel like the Rams gave up on um, Todd Gurley a little bit too early. I just feel like he got something left in the tank. But my main concern for y'all, just like it is for my sorry Jets, is 
that we picked the wrong quarterback. I want to know your thoughts on Daniel yes, Jones. Yes, we did. <laughs> so that's my bigger concern for the New York Giants, more so than the running back position. But what are your thoughts on um, Daniel Jones, and what do you think about him as y'all's franchise leader, or what should the Giants do moving forward in the next upcoming year or two in the draft? Because you will be picking high this year probably. If you don't mess around and win six games to make the playoffs, <laughs> you'll be picking pretty high. <laughs> and see, and that's and that's the dilemma I'm in. So I want my Giants to win, but I also don't want them to win because I really think that if we can, and well, it's the way the Jets is going, they're gonna get Trevor Lawrence yeah. and not us. <laughs> but at, at this point, you know, we're playing for a lottery pick if we can get one. And the thing about it is, if we do, we got to get a quarterback. I mean, I never was sold on Daniel Jones. I know Gettleman is a general manager. He, for the foregone conclusion, he never entertained Haskins whatsoever. He was going for Daniel Jones. Okay, fine. He and he has taken over for Eli. He's lost more games. He's, <laughs> I mean, turned the ball over more than Eli. Yeah, I'm talking about in the first two seasons of his career. I mean, you got to recognize that that even though a lot of people didn't like Eli because he won two Super Bowls, but he still had a losing record during his tenure as a quarterback. Um, a lot of people didn't like him because of the pan, the the demanding name, and the mere fact that he was as successful as his brother and father, and still did not have the stats. He wasn't as flashy with his stats as he was before. So that's a question for the Hall of Fame committee, whether or not he gets enough votes on the first ballot to get in. But truth of the matter is he brought winning to New York, and that's what people got to understand. He made the playoffs, and he won when he made the playoffs. So as much knock as you want to have, Daniel Jones has not proven that he can remotely get us close to the playoffs. Every time he's taken a snap, we've lost. We've had losing seasons since we've drafted this guy. I also wanted to follow up with this because you brought up Eli, and Eli, we all know it. We watched it. Eli, that, that was that Giants defense. There's no knock on Eli. He did what he had to do in the situation, and I wouldn't call him a game manager because he did more than that. But that was a Giants-led defense. So that's the follow-up to that is, is it truly Daniel Jones or is it just not a good enough team around him? Because y'all's defense, I can't think of anybody on the squad. And uh, But outside of Sterling Shepard, I can't name your wide receivers, and he's been a disappointment. So is it that he a, uh, has a lack of weapons and not a solid defense, or is it just Daniel Jones? Okay, so Eli only, in my opinion, he only had one good team. That was the Plastical Birds team that, that mm-hmm. won that Super Bowl that year, and they beat the Patriots that was uh-huh. undefeated and they beat yeah. I think that was the best team all around offensively that Eli had, but he also had a good defense as well uh, yeah. that year to combat that. What Eli was able to do that Daniel Jones can't do is even with a horrible offense, because the second Super Bowl they won under Eli, I don't think the offense was that great. But what Eli was able to do was he was able to keep the ball long enough to keep the defense off the field. And and that's that's clock management and that's good coaching in, in some aspects. You gotta give uh credit to where credit is due. We didn't have a great running back because after Tiki Barber retired abruptly, uh we we were just, you know, anybody we can get to stick back there to give them the ball, they went off they wasn't an all star or anything, they just did enough 
to keep mm-hmm. the offense on the field long enough. Whether we scored on all those drives, no. But Eli knew I got to put 21 points on the on the on the on the uh, scoreboard. If I can put 21 points up, then my defense is gonna hold them, mm. and we'll win. Yeah. That that was that was the, the the agreement between the offense and the defense. The problem is Daniel Jones scores more touchdowns for the other team than he does for us. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> that is definitely problematic. Let me bring my man. Whether the defense, whether Good. the defense gets on the field or not, he's throwing pick sixes and all. Kind of, I mean, it's it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. We we shoot ourselves yeah. in the foot. He yeah. cannot find his own team. And that ain't got nothing to do with talent on the field because we got gold, we got Tate, uh, Shepard. I mean, but when the ball is six inches over their head, over their, I mean, you can't reach it. You can't do I it. Mean, can't, ain't nothing you can do about it. Ain't nothing. Bad ain't passes nothing. is what it is. So. Ain't, yeah, that, that ain't got nothing to do with the uh, defense. That's for sure. Uh, let me bring my man Big Les in the building. What's up, Big Les? How you doing, brother? Good afternoon. Good evening, gentlemen. What's going on? You got How you doing, brother? You got it, man. Uh, any updates on Big Ben Roethlisberger? Is he coming out in the second half? Let's let's hope not. Yeah, he's coming out if 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 the if the Steelers defense can get off the daggone field. <laughs> uh, I, I, knew, I, knew, I knew this was going to be a letdown game. I, I didn't. I didn't think. I, I seriously, I didn't think we was going to win this. Brunch, game trust me, trust me. It's far from over. It's far from over. But, the Dallas Cowboys well, are known say- to give up a lot of points in a hurry. Well, the reason I'm saying that this could be a trap game is because we just played Baltimore. That's a physical game. It always is. Yep. And it's an emotional. Yep. And then Dallas is playing a, a new quarterback that, that, you know, nobody's really seen like that before. Nobody. So, yeah. Yeah, so it becomes, you know, it, it, those games are y'all usually the hardest If Dak Prescott is playing. If Dak is playing, y'all would have prepped differently, came into this game harder. But, yeah, like you said, coming off of that Baltimore win and Dallas ain't doing that great with a new quarterback in, it's easy to right. take this game for granted. Yep. And I right. feel like that's what's happening in the pit right now. But, like as Big Wu said, it's far from over. Dallas is playing well. I don't want to take anything from them. But I just, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, they were. We can't tackle. Yeah, I, I can't watch the game and be on here because y'all going to. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all year, and we playing I, y'all can't, can't tackle a grandma in a wheelchair. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not excited about the game. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if we're gonna win or lose. I'm. 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 Uh, in the mindset at this point in the season that we're gonna lose everything. So, uh, if we win, great. But uh, I'm. I'm. I'm exhausted already this season with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just. I'm just completely exhausted, and I can't. Can't do nothing. So let me bring in my man, uh, James J T Thompson. Tell me what your thoughts, man, as a Cowboy fan, before we go on the break and before we give people scores and updates. Uh, your thoughts as a Dallas Cowboy fan? I just told y'all mine. I'm exhausted. I I could care less. Uh, I I didn't even watch the game from the beginning, so um, that's that's how frustrated I am about the the whole situation. But I'm gonna get your thoughts, JT. What you thinking about the Dallas Cowboys right now? I know you. I know. I know we Dallas Cowboys for life. You don't get me wrong. Now I'm, I'm down with the team for life, but this year I'm, I just can't right now. What about you, JT? Um. I started back when they, you know, before they were one and fifteen. So this here to me is, you know, you either a fan or you not. I mean, it is what it is. I don't get overly excited because I understand the narrative, 
we're not a good football team right now, so I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we doing this, we doing that. No, I mean, I'm excited if, you know, they can pull out a victory, they can still make it, you know, make a game and be competitive. But my expectations as far as, oh, we're going to win championships and this, that, and the other, no. You know what I'm saying? That's not it. You know, it's a game-by-game scenario. Um, you know, I'm glad that they're not like some teams in the NFL that just tank, you know, tank the season. Yeah. I mean, at least we're trying to play it out each and every game. So there's respect within itself. But my biggest thing, to be honest with you, is pay Dak Prescott. When you yeah. pay Dak Prescott, then we can move forward. And I can be energized and I can, you know what I'm saying, get back in the regular mode. But right now it's just, you know, I'm still a fan, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to just finishing off the season and being competitive. But, you know, there are a lot of fans out there that, that don't think the same, you know, like that. But I'm just being realistic. I'm not even mentally fatigued because at the end of the day, I mean, it could be a lot worse. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, here we are. Nobody gave us a chance. I got several inboxes. In... Yeah, go ahead. I would say, I, 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 you know, I respectfully disagree in some sense that you all have great football teams. The only problem is, like, okay, against the winning teams of the season, y'all play great. Like, right now, y'all got the Steelers. Y'all winning in the second half, in the third quarter, with with less than almost, you know, less than five minutes left in the third quarter, y'all are winning against a great undefeated, the only undefeated team in the NFL. But then you go to the Eagles and only score nine points. The Redskins only score three points. But then you – I mean, you play against other great teams like the Seahawks. You play against the Browns, and you put up major numbers, you know, the Rams. And even in, in, and then you play the Falcons, which I don't think is a, a respectable team, even though they won today. That was a shock to me. Uh, but, you know, you, you have to come back on them on an onside kick that I don't even know why they didn't even pick up the ball. <laughs> but, you know, they pretty much gave it to you. And that was with Dax Prescott. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at yeah. your team, even after Dax and before Dax, your your lower tier teams in the season, y'all not barely scoring any points. But when your upper echelon teams of the season, you taking them to the end of the game. Like it's like y'all are good enough to play these upper echelon teams, but for some odd reason, these bottom of the barrel teams, y'all not even showing up. The Washington so like Redskins. Right. You got the pieces in a defense and with all the weapons on the offense. I mean, you could take a high school quarterback and hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. And you got one of the best running backs in the league. But, you know, what? what is going on more than that? And I think what's going on more than that is coaching. And I don't know if they have a solid plan going into each game. And I don't know if that's preparation. I don't know if that's film. I don't know what they're doing. But your players doesn't seem, and, and most people are blaming it on COVID, that they didn't able to have the preseason to be able to make the necessary adjustments on offense and defense. For a coach, yeah. And I think, uh, JT, let me just slide in right quick. And I, and I think, you know, coaching is a big part of it. And sometimes when, as a coach, if if these aren't your players and you're not able to, you know, uh, convey your message or they're not buying into what you're saying because they're not guys that you drafted. They're not guys that came in and, and you fought with, you know, to get where you are now. Um, and I think that has a lot to do uh, with it as well. I don't, I don't what, what are your thoughts on that, JT, as, as far as 
coaching and coaches and not being the, the, the players that the coach brought in or drafted or, or what have you, is that could that be some part of the issue with the Dallas Cowboys among COVID? Yeah, I'm not going to blame it on COVID because there are a lot of teams that have been able to persevere, i.e. the, the Steelers. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Coaching does make a difference because you look at the job that Mike Tomlin has done. Um, so coaching does have a lot to do with it. And I'm not sure about the McCarthy hire. I was I was in favor and really looking forward to seeing what he could do. But then he comes in, he hires a defensive coordinator. They have the track record. It is atrocious. So it's like we, we got off on the wrong foot on coaching and it continued to be um, the uh, a sign of, of a big problem because coaching – Besides the fact that you got to go out and execute, if you're not coached up right or the game plan is not right or you don't have a game plan going in, you yeah. it's going to show. Or as and, a player, if you don't like further, the game plan. Yeah, it's further confusing, you know what I'm saying, looking at the game today. The game today, you would think, oh, everything is normal. You know, it's just, I mean, I get it, man. It's just the world of being a Cowboy fan. You never know what team is going to show up, what personality is going to show up. When you when you've been down that road, you used to it. So it's just like games like this. I'm like I'm 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 surprised that I'm not because why can't we have played like this against Cleveland? Like I don't get it. I don't understand it. We play down yeah. to people. We get up for games like this. I mean, it's just the world of being a Cowboy fan. It's absolutely frustrating, and um, you know that's that's one of the reasons why I'm exhausted because it's like why we play this way one day, why we play this way, why we call this play, why we do this, and it's just sometimes just being a fan of any team is going to be frustrating. I mean, look at Donnie, look at what he got to go through year after year. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking that y'all better cry me a river. Exactly. Y'all just underachieving, brother. From the front office down, we don't even try. <laughs> Hey Donnie, I will say your your Jets, your Jets, um, and really that division, man, should be traumatized by what happened over the last twenty years. I mean, and now you got a chance. Maybe this is why Buffalo is showing up and showing out on people because they just, they, I mean, they see the light, and so yeah. that's that's another reason. I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow Buffalo night, y'all can come out and put up forty spot on the Patriots. It yeah, makes them really look really bad. Buffalo yeah. did what they were supposed to do. They knew that um, life post Tom Brady was going to happen in the new in the AFC East, and they got prepared for it. I'm not saying that they. I mean, they obviously tried to compete during the era, yeah. but when, Brady was beating us all, and it was just that simple. And it ain't just us; it was the rest of the NFL as well, too. Yeah. But um, Buffalo yeah. prepared for that, and now they're ready. Now they have their star quarterback in right, place moving. Right, right, right. That's and exactly what I was going to say. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say, Donnie. It, it, it also helps when you finally get that quarterback that you need, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they went through a couple of quarterbacks before they got to Josh Allen. So, oh, I mean, yeah, they did. They uh, yeah did. so so they finally got their quarterback, and the timing couldn't be better, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that they got him when they got him, and then of course put that defense in place. So they had they had a bunch of moving parts and and and, and interchanging pieces before they got here, but they finally got there. And uh, so they, they're they looking good. And I picked Buffalo today. Let's take a little quick break, man, and uh, come back on the other side. I'm going to give you some uh, scores and updates and things like that. And then we're going to get into some uh, things, if Big Les don't mind. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of politicals. Politicals. We're going to politic a little bit uh, when we come back before we end the show. All right, this is music from my man, Y.A. Y'all Boy. Where would I be? Right here on the 
Off Topic Sports, Big Woo Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Yeah. Hey, don't get it twisted, man. I'm thankful for everything. Everything. Could have went a whole nother way. Been through hell myself, yeah. But I came back with a story to tell. Is it me or do them streets give a dark vibe? I mean, darker than the night sky. The underworld cast a aura when you take them dark rides. Running from a stain, out of breath, and you tired. About to die, stacked on top of each other to seem like one person drive. Get to the crib and y'all divide that bag. Adrenaline got you wide. So I've been uh, YA, Y'all Boy, Where Would I Be? Go look them up on all outlets where you get music. That's called Where Would I Be? Uh, I want to shout out Woodforce National Bank, Woodforce.com. Uh, we'll check them out. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, South Carolina, and Gaston in North Carolina. 24K Rides of Rock Hill. TCB 5400 Club at 5411 Road. Warm Publishing, Clover Parks and Recreations. Clinton College, Winthrop University, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org to find out more. Primetime Players Basketball, the Connected Group, In Soul Music, Black Toby Society, Below the Deck, Enterprise Management, SMG, Mr. J-Lock, Hats Off to You, Couture, and All About Us Radio. It's Y-A, Yah Boy, Where Would I Be? We'll be right back. We'll give you some scores and updates and politics a little while on the other side. Squeezing off topic sports, Big Woo Radio. For my side, dying for me and others. Now it's the blood I'm fully covered in. Where would I be without my mama praying for me every rip? It could have got crazy on the train with the grips. You're listening to Big Woo Radio. From olive-colored skin to chocolate brown, lipsticks and lip gloss should be color-rich, long-lasting, bold, and luscious. Bold and Luscious Cosmetics. Find them at BALcosmetics.com. Complete with vitamin E, lanolin, and antioxidants. Bold and Luscious gives you soft, moisturized lips all day. Reds, nudes, pinks, darks, bright. BALcosmetics.com. BALcosmetics.com. BALcosmetics.com.
Hey y'all, I'm Nima Shining Star L, and you can catch me every Sunday, 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on IG Live in the art room with Nima, where I will have special interviews with special guests you don't want to miss. And then you can catch me Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. That's right, Facebook Live Thoughts Provoked, where every topic is definitely a hot topic. Do not miss. So if you can't catch me on IG Live, 7, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, shoot on over to Facebook, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. This is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. I am the legendary DJ Cool, and I don't care what nobody say. Woo Radio, Radio is the best radio station, period. All right? And I said that, and I meant that. <laughs> You're listening to Big Woo Big Radio. 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 Welcome back to the program, 704-489-3316 is how you get in if you want to get in. Uh, we've been talking about the Carolina Panthers, and Donnie was telling us what they, uh, what he like about the Panthers and uh, looking forward to what's uh, to come of the Panthers in the future. Uh, Big Les talked a little bit about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how this was a uh, setup game for them, or uh, they may be. They may be uh, um, going to come. They, I think they're going to come back, man, to be honest with you. I just uh, just have this in my mind uh, that they're going to make a comeback. But it's not looking good for them right now. 19-9 to 9 right now. The Dallas Cowboys lead the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I'll give you some more scores and updates. And, of course, talk to uh, James J.T. Thompson about the Cowboys and the frustrations they're having and that we're having as fans. And uh, so – uh, but we riding them out. We're going to ride it out, and uh, Dak going to get paid, and everything is going to change next year, and we'll be back to our winning ways, kind of, sort of. And, of course, we talked to Pastor Fight about them Giants getting that win over the Washington football team. I feel comfortable. I really feel comfortable calling them the Washington football team, opposed to the uh, Redskins, which uh, they, they changed their name. But, um, I, I'm, I'm getting comfortable with the Washington football team, but they, I think they're going to change that. Maybe become the Washington Senators or something like that, or maybe they should just go with the Dead Skins. I think that'll be a better name for them, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let me give y'all some scores and updates real quick. Uh, hold tight for. Me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's going down in the world of the NFL. Uh, some games that are going on right now. 
close game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders are up 28-26 with about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. As I said, Pittsburgh, they're in the third quarter, uh, almost in the fourth quarter, at the end of the third quarter. Uh, Dallas is up right now 19-9 over Pittsburgh. Arizona and Miami are tied in the third quarter, 24-24. Those are the only games going on. Here's some games that went final already. Uh, Buffalo. What? 1916 Steelers. Okay. I mean, 1916 Cowboys. Oh, boy. It's going, uh, I told you, it's, 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 it's going down. It's, going about, to, it's about to go down. Uh, anyway, the uh, Green, Bay, Green, Green Bay Packers uh, defeated the San Francisco 49ers. 30, yeah, San Francisco 49ers. 34-17. Buffalo up in Seattle, 44-34. Uh, Baltimore uh, beats Indianapolis 24-10. to 10. Um, Houston takes care of business over Jacksonville after Jacksonville couldn't convert on a two-point conversion to tie the game up. So Houston wins going away 27-25. to 25. Tennessee handles uh, Chicago 24-17. Kansas City barely squeaks by uh, Ca- uh, Carolina 33-31. Um, uh, Sly just couldn't get that. Uh, it was a 67 yard attempt. Uh, but if you watched it, he had the leg. He had the leg, but just the angle was just way off, and he missed a 67 yard field goal. Uh, Kansas City 33, Carolina 31. And uh, New York Giants hold on to beat Washington 23-20. Minnesota over Detroit 34 to 20. Atlanta. Over Denver, thirty-four to twenty-seven, and you got the Monday night game with tonight with the uh, New York, New England. Not tonight, tomorrow night, New England uh, and the Jets, and then you have the you have Sunday night game, which is uh, the Saints and the Bucks go tonight. All right, so uh, there's your updates on your um, on uh, your football. That's that. All right, so big lesson. We'll bring bring my man big lesson here, so we can get so we can politic for a little bit. Uh, converse, the conversation we was having uh, via uh, group text uh, was pretty intense, and I mean it was it was pretty. Everybody's kind of opening up about their thoughts on you know Biden and you know going forward. What is that going to do for for us as black folks? Because uh, black folks in this election showed up and showed out. And just like they did with with Obama, uh, we let our voices be heard uh, when we when we really really want to. We we can let our voices be heard, and 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 put people in place that we want to place. The problem I see with with us is that we don't always do it. We just we get a little lackadaisical sometimes. We just you know, and, and and I think that's the kind of things that let lead to having Trump as as a as a president for four years and going through the. The, the drama and all the things that we go through um and 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 big less you you express your your thoughts on on the on the whole situation and but i i, I noticed you did say that you know you was willing to give it you know some some time to see if, if things can change and 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 i know how people feel you know like that their vote don't matter uh you you vote and then nothing good happens for for us as a people or or we got to take a back seat to 
to to other uh, folks in the country uh, b- before we can get uh, anything done for us. So I just wanted you to you know open up and and, and speak about your thoughts on on the uh, the Biden victory, um, and then we'll go around the table and get everybody else's thoughts too. Um. Well, the first thing is I'm I'm glad Biden won because I don't think another four years dealing with dealing with uh, Trump is uh, is going to be. I mean, it would just put our country in a place that I don't think is good. Period. Yeah. yeah. But one thing that I was saying was that you know I that election show yes our vote does count. Like we came out in mad droves and we made a difference. My argument is. Now, what are we going to get for our vote? Yeah. I just feel like in my lifetime, which, you know, when I start, you know, everybody was against Ice Cube because they said he was, he was with, um, he was with, um, you know, Trump. Yeah. But, you know, if you, if you listen to what Ice Cube was saying, you know, some of the stuff he said made a lot of sense. You know, he never supported Trump. He never supported Trump. It was just more so he said that, that they, um, that they um that he would just wanted something for the vote. Right. And so my whole thing is if we're gonna vote, then I'm gonna give Biden the opportunity to give us something for the vote. And I just feel like if if I don't get anything out of this one, then you know, I, I just don't see we need to do something else. Yeah. We need to do something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh Pacify, let me bring you in on this one. Um uh, what's your thoughts on on uh, Biden and and basically what what Big Les just said? Well, you know, I'm the person that's qualified to answer all of this as a <laughs> as a political science major in undergrad and someone who teaches American government on the college level. I think I think I know a little bit about the American political system. Absolutely. Uh, but no, uh, in all seriousness, I I think that what we have to understand, and I, I hate to take a civics class, but what we have to understand is the way our American political system is set up, it's not designed to give any one race of people uh, anything from the federal level. This is why you have federal elections, state elections, as well as local elections. What benefit every human, every American citizen most is their local elections first and then their state board of elections. And what we have to understand is the way the federal government is broken up between the legislative, executive, and the judicial branches of government, it will always be gridlocked. So a a figurehead of a president can have great ideas and desires to help this, that, and the third. But without a, a party standing behind them that possesses both the Senate and the House, mm-hmm. it is virtually impossible to get that done. Mm-hmm. This is the only reason why health care was passed in this country under Obama is because he had the House and he had the Senate. After they passed it two years later, when they had the midterm elections, they lost the Mm -hmm, Senate. mm -hmm. So then from that point on, Mitch McConnell was able to block everything and never welcome anything or any conversation to the Senate. So it began to get gridlocked. So it didn't matter what Obama wanted to do. He couldn't get it done due to the fact that he did not have his party standing behind him and the majority in the Senate. So we have to Pacify, let me ask you this right quick. Let, let me ask you this right quick. Would you, would you agree at a, at a statement that Biden being elected president and being having the reputation 
to of being able to work with both parties. Um, would you say that this is his time to show what he's able to do? Now, granted, I'm sure that there's going to be some anger. There's going to be some people mad because I think Mitch McConnell was supposed to have been him and Biden was supposed to be like buddy, buddy. You know, with Mitch McConnell being the um, uh, the Republican leader in the Senate um, is is this? Uh, it, well, I don't know. Want to? I don't really want to say a good fit, but a good choice or good chance for us to do or for Biden to be able to do the things that he wants to do being that he can work is known for working with both parties. I wouldn't necessarily say that. And and that's yet to be said due to the race in Georgia, both races, both Senate races in Georgia are now going to a recount for January the 5th, Georgia state board of election laws state that um, candidates have to receive 50 uh, 50% of the vote or more in order for, you know, you to claim victory. But since neither race amounted to 50%, they'll have a special runoff with the top two vote getters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a special runoff uh, with Warnock running against the, the white lady that was the incumbent. Warnock is the black guy running. He's the uh, famed pastor of the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. Right. John Lewis is pastor. Uh, you, you know Ebenezer from Dr. King uh, right, right. there years ago and, and then you have David Perdue uh, which is a Republican running against uh, Osnoff uh, Os- I can't pronounce his name right uh, in the other race so what that will do if the Democrats pull both of those elections they will then have a tie in the Senate 50-50 right, right. so what happens then is the vice president which is uh, the president of the Senate, uh, the vice president will be the tiebreaker vote. So in some senses, the Democrats, if they can just get the 50 senators, in some sense, they'll have a majority, even though it'll be tied. Right. Because the president, you own that office. And so it helps the cause that you take Mitch McConnell out of the conversation. But even if, worst case scenario, the Democrats don't get it, I don't think that Mitch McConnell will work with Biden for two mm-hmm. reasons. Number one, um, Obama, Obama. And I know Obama has nothing yep. to do with this, but the fact <laughs> right. of the matter is you're right. You're right. he was the vice president for Obama, and they couldn't work out a deal to even get Obama's choice in the Senate choice a hearing with, with Biden being his vice president and having those connections. So even with him being in the White House with another president, I know he was the vice president, but still with his connections in the Senate, he should have still been able to do something. And that leads me to my second reason why it won't happen is because this is no longer the Republican Party that that Biden has spent 47 right. years building right. relationships with. This is Absolutely. now Trump's Republican Party. That's that is another child of the Tea Party. So when 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 Trump's can be birthed out of a Tea Party uh, type of politics, and now you're looking at a totally different. This is not Reagan's Republican Party. This is a totally right. different Republican Party that right. we're noticing recognized. And these are, and this is the exact reason what you said earlier was so crucial about voting for senators and congressmen and congresswomen and stuff like that and voting your local elections and things like that is kind of important. Let me let me sling us uh, slide on around to a JT. I know JT had a lot to say about the the subject as well. JT, get what's your thoughts on on the um, election, of course, and uh, going forward, your message going forward. 
I'm being optimistic, man, because um, to me, the first thing I thought about, uh, breath of fresh air, when you've been through the four years that we endured and watching some of the things that I've, you know, that I've watched personally, it just, to me, just didn't make a lot. I mean, I, I just embrace having the opportunity to, you know, see some things happen, you know, um, but however it may work out, it's like, yo, I embrace it because after watching these last four years, like, man, this, man, <laughs> I, 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 you know, to, to, to be able to look at somebody stand up and just lie to the public and with, without any kind of regret, any kind of remorse, mm. like, you know, you wasn't thinking to, to know that you have somebody looking at somebody that has no kind of thought process where it pertains to what you're going through and the things that you're facing. Yeah, and, it, and and even the illness, even with COVID, like I think the mishandling of that to me stands out more than anything because you had people lose life, mm. and it never resonated. You never, you never talked about the things that went on in this country. You turned a blind eye to those things, and you said, "Oh, you uplifting people that are out here doing things that you know is harmful to minorities and other races." And you got kids locked up and at the border and all these things that, you know, that you, you can't think that, that that there's a God up there that's looking at any of this and is pleased by any of that. So that's, that's the, you know, the mindset I come, yeah. you know, to it with. It's just, it's just good to have a breath of fresh air. And, you know, even with um, BP Harris, nobody would have thought in their lifetime, it's not my thought process, that we would have seen anything like that. Yeah. So I'm able to look at that outlook. I, I don't, I mean, there's a past, but like in everything in life, you you have to, you know, you have to seek the guidance to be able to get the skill set to cope with what has happened and be able to move in the present and be able to have the mindset to grab and and, and embrace what can be. You know, Absolutely. as long as we stuck in that mentality of what has happened, we can't get past and move forward. I mean, mistreatment and things of that nature, those things, are in our everyday life from in the annals of time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, me personally, I can't focus on, you know, the next man or the next race. I got to try to see what I can do to imprint and make an impact on my people and what's going to make movement here. Right. As long as I'm still stuck on what's going to happen, I can't move and I can't make anything happen in that mindset. Me personally, I can't yeah. move like that. Absolutely. Got to be Absolutely. able to move better. No doubt, no doubt. I'm going to get Donnie in here, and then uh, we're going to let everybody get in. I'm going to let you get to the last word on this political thing. Donnie, what's going on, brother? What you think about the uh, Biden uh, winning the election? Uh, well, first of all, like I say, Pastor Fight, I appreciate you for saying what you said because it was my entire thought process, but I could not have never articulated it as well as you did. So I <laughs> appreciate that. And appreciate Noah was like, what as factual or as detailed as you, because uh, I am not a I just know a little bit. <laughs> but me personally, man, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Um, I, let me let me preface this by saying I am excited that Biden has won. Um, I'm excited that our people got out and voted in mass droves, and more importantly, no matter even if it was Biden or any other person, I'm just happy Trump is out of the office. I think he was a disgrace and a, an embarrassment to America. The world is watching us, whether we like it or not. Mm. And uh, we always like to cast judgment on all the other countries, but all the other countries are casting judgment on us. And they looked at us as clowns for having that guy in office for four years. And they, they knew it. 
and they knew he should have been in prison like all of us did, and we never did anything about it. So we were a joke in the eyes of the world. So I'm definitely glad that he's out of office by, right now. But um, to to tie into what everybody else was saying, um, sort of, kind of, I really don't t- put too much stock into who the president of the United States of America is because all obviously the decisions that that man makes um, are going to affect all of us overall. But as Pastor alluded to, I'm more concerned about my local level. Um, I've, I've worked and eaten through all of these presidencies, and I'm going to continue to work and eat through all of these presidencies. Unless we have a recession and or a, um, a flat-out depression, um, I'm going to get mine, no matter if it's Democrat or Republican in office, because I got to. My baby's got to eat, and so do I. So, um, But if we do want to make changes, it is extremely important that we make the changes on the local level. It's because those are the people that know us. Those are the people that ride the same neighborhood and go to the same grocery stores and went to the same schools and got kids in the schools that we go to and know the city as a whole or area, whatever area demographic. They know that you, that these kids over here are in the poor side of town. They know that these kids over here are getting this much more at this school than the other schools. Those are the people mm-hmm. that we need to focus on all of our people in the office. That way, if you want to make changes, you know, for your day-to-day, and how does your child go to school? How does your local grocery store keep a shelf stock? How are the taxes in your reach? You know, all of those things are decided on that local level, so we can't forget. We do this all the time, even when it was elected President Obama. We go out and elect President Obama, but then we forget to follow up two years later and let him allow him to lose the Congress, as Pastor Fight alluded to. So then, therefore, he can't do anything. So we have to keep the same energy and, more important, put as much stock, if not more, into the local levels and the state, as he alluded to. Um, I know uh, uh, Vivian Lyles by face and name, and we're on a high and by day. You know, we saw each other in Alaska right now. She would know who I was and I would know who she is, even though she doesn't know my name. But the thing is, you need to know that. I know all my Adams District 12 over here in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. I, and I need to know everybody else. And I, because those are the people that are out here fighting for us every single day. And those are the ones that we need to help take care of. So um, I'm excited that Biden is in an office as a whole because we needed a new, we needed fresh blood and we needed to lose the loser. But right. for the most part, um, I'm more concerned about what I'm going to do in my day to day and what the city of Charlotte, because that's where my daughters will be raised. So um, it's time that we put that same energy back into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Move. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Pass the fight. Um, I'll say this to, to what was just said. What what the president does, the the position of the office, is it it it, it paints the agenda for the country. Mm. And, mm. and with a Donald Trump in office, the agenda was so dis- divisive that now you see in this election how it has split the country. Yeah. So the number one job for the president now in Biden and Harris is that they have to begin to shape policy and procedure to bring everybody back to a place of unity. Because yep. we won't be able to move forward for the next 20 years based off of four years with one president because right. of the divisive nature of that one president. That's why it was so important to get him out of the office. And yep. now with this legal battle that's about to take place and happening, um, it, it, it's going to be a whole nother circus. And yep. so if people think that this is finished and Biden and Harris were able to give eloquent victory speeches on last night, they got another thing coming because they're about to spend a billion dollars in Georgia on a Senate race. And they are about because they're trying to stop 
everything that Biden and Harris stands for. And so we as a people, and I know we live in North Carolina, but we as a people got to support the people in Georgia, support the the Stacey Abrams that, that started a movement. They got all the people in Gwinnett and Fulton and uh, Cobb County, DeKalb County to come out and vote in the numbers that they did. Yep. We got to give them what they need in order to make sure Ossoff and Warnock are elected uh, for at, at this next at this, at this at this election coming up January 5th. I, I hate it, but if you were listening from Georgia, you're not going to be eating turkey and getting getting Christmas ads. You 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 are about to see more ads of a political thing you've <laughs> ever seen before. <laughs> it's about to get real. real. It's about to get uh, real. No, and I would say this. I live in Cleveland County. And in Cleveland County, we just elected five Republicans on the Board of Education. Wow. Five. And there's only five spots. Good. And with them five Republicans, they are vowing to send our kids back to school as these cases are on an uprise. So now mm. parents like myself and my wife has a serious conversation to have what we're going to do with our son mm. when, they, when, they, when mm. they start sending these kids back to school. Because these cases, I mean, it was 111,000 cases yesterday. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> these wow. cases are wow. on an all-time high. All and time. now you mix that with flu season, and these Republicans don't care. Forget about science. Forget about the cases. Forget about our children and our teachers and administration. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something to be said. That hey. That's why we got to get out and vote on the local level. On the local level, hey, man. Yeah. Just about, I mean, just to throw in something about the COVID uh, cases going on. I work in the school district here in Ohio. And so we opened up the school. And uh, we just had teachers, and we were doing vir virtual. But within the last week, like maybe two weeks now, we've opened up. And so in our middle school, uh, we've had 14 teachers out. And that and Thursday, three kids were taken to the office throwing up. They were sick, all because of the COVID. And they moved me to the high school. And at the high school, uh, I got uh, we got teachers out there as well. And some. From this, now, this part is just hearsay of what I'm hearing. But we've had incidents where administration knew that people had been exposed. And they waited two days before they told other teachers because there are no subs. Subs are not coming what? to the school. Um, they, so now each, each, each classroom has to have a teacher by law. So if you don't have a sub and a teacher doesn't show up, now you have to either combine classes or something that's on that line kids are still moving in the hallway you mm. know they're you know depending on what the school is you know they're going to lunch so these things are still out there going on and i i don't know how much longer we're going to stay open but we, but the parents because they were struggling with kids being at home wanted the kids to go back to school so they put pressure on the school district and so Wow. The parents, which I understand, like, I've seen parents there at work working. Like, they're working on the computer, and their kid is right next to them. They're trying to do visuals. So now the parent has to stop and come help their child do whatever they need to do. So that's stress on them. So it's another uh, dimension or outlook of how COVID is really affecting people. And so I don't know how much longer this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, and they're going to have to do something quickly, I think. Yeah, and I, 
and the one thing the, the one thing I do like about Biden is that even before he was declared the winner, he was taking meetings uh with people uh he's putting his covid team together to come up with a plan to try to figure this thing out. So this is before he was even uh, claimed the president or 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 projected as the the winner of of the presidency. And so I, I I'm hoping that he he can come up with a comprehensive plan and 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 definitely get some. But but to know that he's working on it and actually doing it, uh, trying to get something going is uh is 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 good for us. And let's just pray that he uh, comes up with something and it works. You know, um, and and it may not be comfortable for everybody. It's not going to be comfortable. I'm telling y'all right now, it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be easy, uh, and you can't just throw money at it. Although money helps, <laughs> so especially when you're out of work. Uh, so that money money does help, and and if that's what it's going to take, then we do that. If it takes shutting down certain places in the United States, we got to shut it down. That's just that's just it. We got to do something, man. But um, hey y'all, thanks y'all for that conversation. Appreciate it. Wish JB was here to indulge in it. Maybe we can get into something next week if if he can be around. Uh, but definitely appreciate yeah, you y'all. fellas. Y'all look for the news tomorrow. According to Biden, he's going to release his task force of top you know science experts uh, to tackle the coronavirus. So we'll see who those names are and, yeah. and who they say they've been working even in the campaign. Uh, trying to develop this task force. So from that task force to these flurries of executive orders that he is getting ready to release when he is sworn in and signed uh, to reverse a lot of Trump policies, we'll see see as these unfold and develop how this will shape his presidency over the next four years. Absolutely. Like I said, it's all in the first 100 days, man, so... We'll see. I mean, he's getting started before his 100 days even start. So kudos to him. Um, At least he won playing golf yesterday. Exactly. For the past two days. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Let's do Yeah, you cheated. You stole the election. I'm going to go do a couple rounds of golf and then think about it. Ain't it funny how we think – ain't it funny how they think that they stole the election and told them to stop the count, but he wanted them to keep counting in Arizona? Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> – I, I know a I know a Trump supporter very like closely. Matter of fact, I have a half brother. He's he's all in the Trump, and his biggest fear with the whole Trump thing is thinking that Biden is going to turn this country into a socialist country. Socialism, I think that's what he said. Yeah, but, social you know, communism like too. Told, right, but like I told him, you know, it's amazing how how you can sit there and justify everything Trump does, but. But we can't give Biden, you know, a second chance, you know. And right. I'm trust and believe that if we see these things coming, then the American people are just going to make an adjustment. But I do know this, regardless of what we think of Biden, and no, Biden ain't my best choice in Kamala Harris. I don't dig him like that. I sure. just think it's better. It's a little bit better than Trump. Yep. Now, maybe Biden just changes leaf over. And we don't know that, so we have to be open and give him a chance. But we sure know what direction we were going in with Trump, with, Ex- exactly with the other dude. You had you to know, change so that. You I had to change that question? projection. Go ahead. Can I ask one question? You said your brother-in-law is that your brother half brother? I have a half brother. Yes. 
half brother is, is is does he make a half a million dollars a year? <laughs> no, he does not. But he's also a police officer, ex police officer. When, when I tell you this, you'll understand. He's an ex police officer. He's military. He's red, white, and blue apple pie American. Mm. But that's and and I understand that. But when you deal with terms like socialism, uh, the whole idea of socialism is the fact that it's a trickle-down effect. Now, if we remember where trickle-down economics came from, it was birthed out of it was birthed out of the Republican Party. So, mm -hmm. to, it, it's very oxymoronic that people who support Republicans that also don't support socialism, the idea of socialism in America came and was birthed out of the Republican Party. So that's why I say this Republican Party is a new Republican Party because the very things they're complaining about with Democrats, they started in their own party. Ain't that something? So <laughs> it, it, it's very ironic uh, to me that people don't like socialism because socialism deals with the idea that the rich trickle down their funds to help those who need the help the most. So, you know... <laughs> People people just only repeat what they hear on the news, but they don't yeah. have factual information to be able to back their claims. Yeah, they think. Right. Uh, and I agree with that because I told him the same thing. You know, as far like he thought the Black Panther Party was all bad, but like I told him, the Black Panther Party never attacked the police. You know that that was never their thing. Yeah. And they started the breakfast program in America that the government stole from them, but he didn't know that because he only believed that they were just like a terrorist group, but I say the Ku Klux Klan is an old terrorist mm -hmm. group and they don't stop them. He don't, he That's listened right. to the half of the truth. They only, they only told him half of it. You know, he didn't look right. at and well, research all of it. Like, like we but should, anytime somebody tell you something, officer, you should research it anyway. Right. As a retired right. police officer, he should know that history has shown and proven that the police, uh, the recruiting ground for the police department was the KKK because, you know, they were systematically positioned to stop blacks. Who, 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 who started the riot on black people on the Edmund Pettus Bridge? There you go. It was police. Right. <laughs> I mean, who, who put hoses and turned dogs out on black people who were peacefully protesting? It was the police. police. So when you deal with the systematic racism in this country, the police were ordained and were commissioned to stop black people from trying to advance from the Montgomery bus boycott to every other march and in, in, in everything else you can think of from the Freedom Riders and even in Greensboro in the city. Police were on the front end of the violence against black people. Amen. And that was nothing but the KKK's opportunity to hurt black people legally. Yep, there it is. Yes, sir. And no doubt about it, man. We're going to leave it right there uh, until next time. Uh, appreciate you fellas, man. Hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, go Cowboys. That's what I'm going to say about well, that. Well, it's, it's, that, it's that point. It's oh, getting... yes, sir. Okay, here we come. I'm sorry. My bad. Right, yeah, I knew it. Anyway, I think I'm gonna hang up on that one right there because that, that ain't good. If if Big Les nah, is happy, nah, yeah, then that ain't good man. for us. But y'all just missed out on this third down opportunity, so we get the ball back. So yeah, but y'all, man, y'all playing a good game, man. Like JT say, man, y'all got up for us. Yep. You know, yep. but here we go. Four nineteen left. So 
I'm we'll going, see what happens. I'm going to go and check out the rest of it, man. So uh, thanks, all everybody listening live on BigWoodRadio.com. Everybody download the Big Wood Radio app in your Google Play Store. And all the folks who check us out on the podcast app on the iPhone, we appreciate y'all. Please continue to check us out on all our social media outlets at Big Wood Radio on everything. Tune in to us on Tuesday for the Brutally Honest Show's explicit content. And uh, Friday, Florida Poetry Show, not explicit content. And we'll be back here Sunday on Off Topic Sports. Thanks, y'all, uh, and we'll uh, talk soon. On behalf of my man, James, J.T. Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Martin, J.B., Mr. 299, Nima Shining Star L, the poetic goddess Diana Renee, Big Les, Lil Bucky, Master Fight, Kendra D, Mama Shining Star L, I'm Big Woo, Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. Look, I fall back in order to avoid contamination The game is full of garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on When I came through that door, folks said it at 94 Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow You're forced to be reckoned with The beats is dated, but that razor shall flow We're leaving decapitated, you debated If you hear the different than me And like, are you even listening? It's too killing, they gotta be kidding me Believing the sin, but even when I put